You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. It's I'm feeling in for Yeah, God. it's Christmas Day. It's Christmas Day, and while you open up your presents, you should probably uh, ignore your family and put on your headphones and listen to us. We talk about video games. So many things. <laughs> well, no, you're missing out, man. First, we talk about the renegades of suck, right. who are us. And then we introduce the fact that this is a holiday special where we talk about Far Cry 4 and The Last of Us, and then things get really fucking weird. First off... this war of mine. Oh, yes, and I forgot this war of mine. And then we talk about fuck eagles. And then we talk about how evolution is weird, and we talk about mammals and what I would be like with Patagia. And we talk about how fucking awesome the Game Boy is. We talk about Christmas, Halloween. We have a very special moment from our remote player, Scott. And then we talk about eSports moments. Hooray! Merry Keithmas, one and all. It was Renegades of Funk. Yeah. And oh, then, yeah. And then we, we changed it to... jean Lou. Do you remember the, fucking 1979 or whatever, and nobody could <laughs> sing, and like we were the only people there? I just remember Renegades of Funk, because it was like the... the popping and rocking and rocking and outside of hip-hop. You're <laughs> <laughs> just like, what? And it's like, what is it? It's popping and rocking and locking and something with a side of hip-hop. I is have the, no idea. Is the actual long. Pop I didn't know then, and I don't know now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then we just decided that it was best to modify the chorus to, to the, the Renegades, Renegades of Suck. suck. With yeah. the Renegades of Suck. That was at like a small, shitty karaoke bar in St. Henry, right? That's right. right. That's right. So, um, Back when we would slum it in St. Henry. <laughs> slum it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That was... Because we were, we were playing Sabat. That might have been the reason why we were in St. Henry so often. I remember we were playing Vampire or Sabat. There certainly was that. But then there was also the times we'd go down, like, we'd walk down from NDG and just try and find a shitty bar to disappear into. I guess so. But I feel, times, that, right? I feel that usually Maz would step in in that regard. No, no, that was later. That was later. <laughs> Way later. Good times. So Welcome, everybody. Scott and Sophie are here today. We have just have them bound and gagged in the corner. I was going to say this is the year-end retrospective. But it's not. It's not going to be. I wanted to lie. You That's to what lie. I did. It's the special. So instead, it's going to be the special holiday special. Okay, just so with this, you and me. Just with you and me. We're celebrating Christmas. And, and two bound and gagged human beings. And two bound and gagged human beings. Unmiked. Yes, they're not mic'd. So if you if you hear any sort of noises, it's coming from them. Uh-huh. If they sound like music in the background. That's their fault. That's right. Right. And uh, we're here. We're wearing cardigans. We are. We're by a crackling fire. And there's there's like snifters of brandy. Exactly. And, uh, and, we're and, just gonna, and we're going to just talk about the holidays. I have no idea what's going on in the news. Seriously? Really? I have no idea what's going on in the news. I no, haven't man. been paying attention. This is bad news. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to talk about? I know we could definitely we could definitely talk about video games. I think that's kind of we could do that. Yeah, but the last three times we talked about video games, you basically had nothing to say about anything I had to say about the video games. Okay, maybe, so maybe the conversation just like died okay, and so it this felt is, awkward. This is interesting. You yeah. play a lot of uh, PC games. I play like fucking everything. Okay, I know, but, but I'm just PC saying. games, yeah. PC, yeah. A lot of PC games. Mm-hmm. So maybe we could take a look at some of the games that you've played recently. Uh-huh. And since this is coming out on Christmas, you could be like, hey, pick up these games on Boxing Day. It's be like a, yeah, sh- a, sh- a shopping special. 
to be like, is this, uh, maybe you might try to make sure they're recent so that you don't get too much into year-end review uh-huh. biz on the video games. Yeah, that's a pretty good point. I don't know, man. I, I only have two titles that I think that would be worth. You were you were that. telling me at least you definitely brought this up yeah. at some point in the uh, in the previous week's episodes uh-huh. about a game that you like really wanted to talk more about, and I guess like Scott and I like glossed over it. And I sure kind of did. forget what it was. Yeah, no, that's okay. I, we don't we don't need to talk about that. But I will talk about this war of mine, which is pretty cool. It's like this indie, super super indie title that launched in the last. Got it. I feel like it's in the last month, but it might have been a little bit farther back than that. And it's um it's some weird European indie group that put together this title that is just like about trying to survive a war, but you're not a soldier. You're yeah, just yeah. like like a like a like a regular person who has lost your or or, or anyway, you, you you like control a group of people. And okay. in the different scenarios it'll be like you know, like you might have, there's like eight characters or whatever, and then you'll you'll have access to two or three of them per scenario. Okay, and yeah, they if ha- if they die, are they dead? Yeah, they're dead, dead, and they all have different abilities. And then, but then they all kind of like, you know, you're struggling to keep them from getting sick, and then when they get injured, it takes like four or five days to recover from the injury. And if you don't, if you if you run out of like heating for your house, or you don't feed them properly, then they won't recover from their injuries, and they get, they'll get sick and die, and then. You won't have enough people to defend your home base during the night when, or sorry, like every night, you send one one person out to do like a like a scavenging kind of mission, mm-hmm. and then your home base can get attacked. And if you don't have enough people guarding your home base, your people can get killed. Or if you don't beef up your defenses enough, so it's like a survival, uh, in a weird way, like a survival horror, but horror not in the fantastical sense. Horror in the like this is probably what a bunch of people trying to survive a war. In their city, what's the, what's the setting? Like, is it like modern or is it? Uh... Yeah, yeah, it's super modern, and it's like um, it's like a, some like random city in Eastern Europe. Was it, so? Was it changed? I was gonna say, was it? Uh, is what's it called? This war of mine. This war of mine. Yeah. This war of mine is the uh, I guess the, the functional title. I understand that when it was developed, it was just living in Russia. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> all, it's small town Russia it, it, it's or, or Ukraine. Clearly, <laughs> yeah, actually, small town Ukraine. It's actually like clearly like an Eastern European developed title. Like all of the characters have Russian names and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like the fake name of the city is like a Russian sounding name. So yeah, it's yeah. obviously. So it would, would, would not be completely unlike uh, Russia. Well, Ukraine right now, like. What the hell happened here? I don't know. What happened there? I don't know. I'm trying to figure this out. Okay. It's like we're recording, but like the timer is all like weird. Hang on, uh-huh. I'm gonna pause this, and then we're gonna we're gonna join back in. All right. Anyway, don't worry. The yeah. listeners will not even know. Won't even know a thing <laughs> happened. So, yeah. So anyway, okay. Okay. So, this so is like, okay. So what's what's the view? Is it like third person? Is it like? Because I'm trying to. How easy would it port to consoles if I were to want to play it? The, the interface is like a 2D. Like side scroller interface. Okay, uh, that was not at all what I was expecting. Yeah, it's it's just like a straight up side scroller, and then when you're and and then like the the maps that you go adventuring into to scrounge for stuff is the same style of map as your home base, mm-hmm. where you just like you have little sections of it that you can click on, and mm-hmm. I don't know how they would do that with a. I mean, I guess I guess with a controller, you could just like walk over to the thing and then hit X to click on it. But then, like in your home base, you'll have like a whole bunch of things that you can click on, like your crafting stations, your like herb garden or whatever that you mm-hmm. try to grow food. And then <clears throat> you go to a regular crafting station and you build like extra defenses there and you deploy them okay. uh, by moving your characters around. And then you you can switch between your different characters to have them all doing stuff at the same time. And then when you go out adventuring, you run into people, and there's really no like 
talk to anybody interface. It just kind of like happens when you walk next to an NPC. Mm-hmm. And so like you get super fucking paranoid. If your guy gets gets injured even slightly, you could lose the whole fucking game. And and I lost like six or seven times before even getting to day 10. Mm-hmm. Like it's very very difficult and you you get paranoid. You run into somebody and they're carrying a gun. You don't know if they're just going to draw and shoot you or if they're going to like offer you gifts or like be friendly <laughs> with you or whatever. So like, which I guess is real, real concern in like a war torn part. Of yeah, the no, absolutely. Yeah. And, and like, and then the music is excellent. And the, 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 the art style is just like, everything works together to make the game super fucking depressing and heavy. And like, so, so pick not, it up. <laughs> so pick it up after Christmas, everybody. <laughs> I know it doesn't sound fun, but it's like I find it like I fa- I've 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 been like ensconced in this game for seriously two weeks. It's like super compelling gameplay hmm. where you're in the one mode where you're like, like is it like a platformer? To... Like do you have to like do 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 and like do any like jumps, or is it more like kind of exploring like less on the? It is a platformer in that yes, you do like jump from one platform to another and like explore around and and mm-hmm. try and find stuff. But it's not like a Twitch platformer. It's really more of like a strategy one where you'll be like, how, okay, I I hear and there's little like um there's like a warning when you hear something on the screen. So okay. like you hear the footsteps of somebody on the floor above you, right? And then you're stealthing around underneath them, and then you see a bunch of boxes. Is it worth it for me to go in and search through the boxes? Is there there's the risk that the person on the floor above me is going to hear the sound and come down and investigate? Do I take that risk? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to send somebody out to go exploring tonight. Do I send the girl who can only carry ten items but has like a bonus to her stealth, or do I send the guy who's slow moving but has is able to carry seventeen items back, right? And then do I send them to the abandoned hospital that has like there's doctors there, but then if you run you like if you piss off the doctors, they'll never heal your guys again. Or do I send them to like a construction site where I don't know what's going on there, and but it's clearly riskier and you've heard gunshots coming from that area. So maybe there's going to be a bunch of random soldiers there and maybe not. So it's all like, where do I send my people at what particular time? And then the weather gets bad and it's snowing and your guys are going to freeze to death and you got to find resources. It's like, it's, it's super intense. It sounds really fun. It is really like, fun. It sounds, sounds legitimately fun. Like a zombie game without zombies. Absolutely. It's, it's, <laughs> it's actually that, that sense of like zombie survival style. This this could have just as easily been like a zombified adventure game. And then it, the the twist, though, is that this is just... I don't know. There's all these websites that are saying this thing is trying to put out like a serious message about... Like, what, are they, what do they call those? Uh, there's like a, a name. They even give awards for it at uh, the, video, the Video Game Awards. Uh-huh. Gamer awareness. I have no idea, but like, you know, how much are you gonna say war sucks? I mean, war sucks, guys. <laughs> you know, there's not like a deeper. Well, yeah, but I mean, but I think there's also there is like a there's there's space for that. Like, you can have yeah. some social commentary. Like, even if it is war sucks. Yeah. Like, I mean, you don't if you like as like the the game that I'm playing right now is like is Far Cry Four, where right. it's like war is amazing, yeah, like it's super like, fun, guys. <laughs> I got a wingsuit, yeah, exactly, nonstop partying, and yeah. it's like and a lot of games like do definitely like glorify and like make games fucking war is kick ass, become a kick ass Rambo guy and just yeah. Rambo all over the place. So I mean like there's have, I don't have, I don't necessarily have a problem with having a counterpoint to that in the creative space oh absolutely it's like sort of like okay we understand that there are like i don't think anybody fucking believes that if you're just like one guy and you go to this small indonesian country and you just have like some guns that you're gonna 
turn the tides of the okay. civil war so that rages. In in the world of Far Cry 4, my experience with this game is I hopped into a helicopter and then I threw a grenades at people. Gyrocopter. Yes. And then I threw grenades at people from the sky and you watched them th- run around. You also threw some meat to draw animals out at I them. did do that. And then I hoped the tigers would eat them in. Yes. Is this what the game is about? Because I don't really fucking know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Answer is yes. Okay, so here's the, here's the whole thing. And I mean, like Far Cry 4... Much like Far Cry 3, yeah. and even much like Far Cry 2, is like getting closer and closer to what could be like a perfect open world shooter. Seriously. They're getting so close to this like feeling of go anywhere, do anything, but like just filled with like stuff to do in a, in a like, almost like, I mean, I, I found some people who were reading about it, uh, writing about it, I should say who were complaining about that there's too much stuff to do in Far Cry 4. How is that a problem? It, that was, like, my answer. And they were like, oh, you know, like, as soon as you, like, free up a, an outpost that can, like, fall under attack again, and then, like, you're, like, driving around, and there's, like, these other, like, the skirmishes that are happening between the... Because basically you're fighting on the side of uh, Freedom Fighters okay. against... They're called the Golden Path, and you're fighting against the Royal Army, who is Surf uh, uh, Pagan Min, who is basically... Did the, you say Pagan Min? Yes. Okay. Yes. He's know. like the bad guy. He's the bad guy. He's the guy with the blonde hair and the the pink suit. He's like the, the titular yes. villain character yes, from yes, the yes. thing. Yeah. And um, and there's like skirmishes that are going on, and there's like people who want you to go and like assassinate X guy who like fucked with their village, but is not actually part of the storyline. It's just like important to these people, and they're like, huh. "Hey, you're a fucking Rambo guy. Can go you kill somebody? Go for kill us. these people, or this village is like eating shitty meat. They want you to go hunting for them." Or these other people are trying to make these, like, zany GoPro videos, and they're like, we'll give you some cash if you fucking do make these videos for us. And there's just, like, all sorts of shit that's happening constantly in the game. And, I mean, you just decide if you want to do it or not. Like, that's kind of the point of, I think, an open-world game, is that, like, you get to choose what is, like, important to you. Like, do there, you wa- There's a lot of people, though, who approach open-world games with this, like, completionist sense where you got to, like, do everything. Presumably, it's not possible to do everything in this. I... It would be, I would say. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, you'll probably still miss, like, weird little things, but it's like, you can, like, buy these little, uh... Buy, like, packs that put, like, points in, points of interest on your map. Okay. Like, Wait, you have to buy them with real money? No, 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 no. You buy them with, with game money. Okay. okay. You buy them with currency earned in the game. But it's like you can, if, you, if you're going for a completionist, the game is like going to like, instead of so you don't just have to like roam around, roam around okay. everywhere. They're like, put all the little posters on my map, put all the little masks on my map, put all the little bu- drop boxes on my map. Huh. So it's like, if you want to spend the like hours and hours and hours just like doing that, but it's just kind of like, I always, like I'll pick up a few things. I mean, like liberating outposts, I will do all the time. Okay. Because liberating outposts make fast travel points and also make stores happen. Okay. So you're like, that's like there's like a really big game mechanic. And same thing with liberating bell towers, opens up the map and doesn't have the map like covered in fog, so you can actually see where okay. everything is. So those are like the two things plus the story missions that I will always do. And then I'll just like fiddle around with whatever seems like fun to me, like <laughs> with the rest of it. And it's like yeah, if there's like a karmic thing and I happen to be you know, out doing it, and I'll, I'll go for it. Right. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so what it what it's missing, what 3 had, like, was a story, or not a story, but a personal story for your guy. This one gets away from that a little bit, and you're very much like a blank slate character in it. And it seems like we, I mean, we talked about, we talked with Alex Hutchinson, right. the creative director on, go, on an episode of Go Plug Yourself that was up last week. Right. And he kind of mentioned, he's like, it's, it is a, like, it's a conscientious 
or not conscientious, conscious. It's like, I don't really know. They're like, it's a decision that they kind of fight with in the Far Cry games. It's like, how much character do we give to you in an open world do anything game? It's a, it's a a very, it's a big puzzle, man. Like Skyrim (laughs) has absolutely none and it did fantastically well. And Dragon Age Inquisition has like, your character is very specifically going to do stuff. There's yeah. like totally, totally different styles. Yeah, for exactly. Yeah. In in three, I thought three balanced it very, very well. Where like you kind of know who you were, and you're doing missions to like in in three, basically you and your friends get kidnapped mm-hmm. by uh, a pirate, a pirate, some like but like Somalian breed of pirate, oh, right, kind right, of thing. Right. like the, that kind real of pirate. pirates. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like real terrifying. <laughs> fucking, we'll just kill you and take all your things, pirates. Right. And you happen to escape, and then it's like basically your story of uh, kind of going insane in this situation, and like you're like, okay, I'm pretty good at this killing people thing, <laughs> and it's like about midway through the game, like when you start like rescuing your friends, and your friends are like, I'll get out of here, and you're like, yeah, yeah, but I could just do this other thing, and like whatever, and people are like, why don't we just leave, and you're like, no, 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 I could stop the guy running, that like you're going crazy and your friends are almost trying to like pull like you turning yourself into rambo yeah exactly that's it and like it's kind of like a struggle for your character to be like how crazy do you go in this one they dialed that back a little bit so you're just like this dude who his story is intertwined with the island your your mother and father basically like led the group of freedom fighters right prior to you and you're coming back to like spread her ashes weird and you kind of don't really know how entwined with the like I guess like with the story of the country your family is when you get there mm-hmm. you just kind of like you know like yeah my parents were like refugees from this crazy ass country and my mom wants her ashes to be spared there so I'm just gonna oh fuck this whole country is like and, and like the sh- main character knows you right there's like some not the main character the um, main villain the pink guy yeah 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 yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He, he knows you and he like sets off the, the entire thing he okay. like tries to kidnap you almost instantly and then you like bust loose the thing is though is that I other than the fact that you want your mom to have your ashes spread, uh-huh. or you want to spread your mom's ashes, at this location that you cannot get to because it's, like, deep in the heart of the Just territory controlled by the bad guy. Okay. You're kind of, like, there's no reason for you to do any of this. Like, you're just like, okay, I guess I'm in the country. I'll spread my mom's <laughs> ashes. Goodbye. This is crazy. Yeah. Like, it's your character just seems to kind of just be along for the ride a lot of the time. Like, he doesn't challenge people. Mm-hmm. Ever and like get like persuaded or get like the story doesn't like trap him in the scenario or even like imply that he enjoys being in the scenario, which is what the third game kind of did really well was that your guy starts like getting r- into it, getting really, really into the like being a Rambo. Like, yeah, people are just sort of like, hey, you should do this, and you're like, oh, okay, I guess I'll go do this. You played through The Last of Us, right? Yes. I found that was like a huge problem in that game where the characters were like incredibly believable at the start. Yeah. And then as your guy becomes like a murderous killing machine at the end of the story, it's just like it's like not even addressed how he is like it is addressed in the story, but not with sufficient I mean, maybe like gravitas that he has killed like 200 people by the end of the, the story in a world where. There is like a thousand people, a thousand people left alive <laughs> in the world, and he's killed like a fifth of them. You know, like it's crazy. Bro, I had that problem right away. Yeah, like right away with Last of Us in like the first mission where like you and the girl are just like doing a supply thing, and you're just like killing guards and left and right. And I'm like, yeah. like I don't want to be a murderer, like because you're doing murders right now. Those are just some guards that are standing around talking. Yeah, we're kind of on like opposite ends of the the supply run, like 
food pyramid or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. now I'm just killing these guys. They might have families. They, they're just fucking doing their job. And I'm not even out in the open at this point. Well, I went out of my way to, like, knock out as many of the people. So I kind of, like, <laughs> like to convince myself he was just, like, like putting them unconscious. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the goddamn Batman. Yeah, exactly. That's, it's it that, that, I mean, like, fucking body counts is, like, a, a huge thing for games to, like, overcome. Like, yeah, what was the other one? The Nathan Drake? One of those Uncharted's? Yeah. Uncharted. He's just, like... Over the course of all three games, how many men has he murdered? So a thousand, so many. Like, and that I guess, and I mean, like that's one thing that I, I Far Cry kind of does address a little bit mm-hmm. is like everybody is like has like sort of like a uh, like disbelief at how badass your dude is. Like they they talk about they were like. I didn't think this was even possible for one guy to liberate an in, outpost. in the third one. In the fourth one okay, too. Okay. Like like they're like the car- but like. It doesn't really impact you as a player, but it's like the characters around like are constantly acknowledging. They're like, "What the fuck?" Like, like, like this even, should not be possible. This should not happen. Like, like two or three. If you like have like if you're like in a skirmish or whatever, yeah, and like your outpost gets attacked, and there's like other like um, golden path like freedom fighters with you, and like you like mow down everybody, and like you have like a pretty high survival rate. People are like. Like, did you... I'm not even shot. Like, <laughs> how How did this happen? Like, they came. We were all shooting at each other. They're all dead and we're fine. <laughs> like, like, they're, like, very excited about, like, how yeah. badass you are, which is, like, kind of cool that they sort of talk about. They're like, we should die. And, like, that's the other thing, too, is, like, oftentimes if you don't mess around with a skirmish, they'll almost wipe each other out. Like, they'll be, like, maybe a, a survivor on, on a, like, both little, sides. Like, on yeah. both sides. Like, three or four dudes, like, ran into each other and... Each side took heavy losses, just like huh. constantly, which is, and that's the thing. Is so what I love about the Far Cry game is that like you kind of get the sense that like stuff's going on around you. Like if you don't even get involved with that skirmish, it'll just play out. Like yeah. to kind of no effect in the game. Like you're just like as it sort of would in a world that's just going on and people are shooting at each other. But I think that they the, where they missed it a little bit was not giving you a little bit more of a motivation to do that stuff. Hmm. But. And like I said, I mean, like, at least the creative director from his own mouth said, like, said they wanted it, you to be that guy. Right. Like, they wanted it to be clear that you, like, why are you doing that? To let you think about, is it, is it because you want to go killing people? Is it because you just want to scatter your mom's ashes? Is it because you want to find out more about the guy? Like, they were like, they didn't want to spell that out. They wanted the player to. Hmm. But, like, which I mean, in a massive open world, everything going on game... How much do you want the storyline? Because like I, w- I think of like other open quote unquote open world games like yeah. L.A. Noir, where you're just sort of like does not need to be open world. I don't give a fuck about anything going on. I just want the storyline to move forward. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I a- remember playing through that game and like every time there was the open world segment, I would like <laughs> click on the thing to take me to the next mission. Auto drive. Yeah exactly. yeah, exactly. Like wandering around is not fun. Or even like. Even in I, I find in uh, the GTA games, I'm always yeah. like I feel. That this like, I feel stupid doing all the open world stuff because I'm like, just ignoring the story. You're like, yeah, your yeah. buddies are waiting for you to perform this drug deal. You're like, but I really want to soup up a lowrider and it's, race it's like, it. It's the classic, you know, like Zelda's been kidnapped again, and Link is gonna go and like fishing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Whereas it's like the in the world of Far Cry. You don't like. There's like a lot of. You don't really know what you're supposed to do. Like, you, like you have these like very big goals, which are like scatter these ashes, like a million miles away, right. <laughs> where I can just not get to right now. And you're like, but am I gonna just? And on top of that too, there's also like various like forts. Like you can see them on the map pretty early, where it tells you straight up like this is like 
a big lieutenant's fort. Okay. You are not probably ready to go do it. So it's like, you know, you're like, I guess I just got to become more of a badass before that's even a thing I consider. You know, huh. you understand what I mean? Like where yeah. it's like that, that area can become open to you very, very quickly if you want to go. But it's just sort of like, like the game basically tells you like going in there would probably be suicide. Right. Like, so, I mean, like, and for sure, if you, like, watch playthroughs, people can, like, just run through, like, run into that area and then do it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of classic. There's there's even, like, there's a there's a very classic open world game called Morrowind. I don't know if you've ever played about this. It was the, it was the predecessor in the Elder Scrolls games. Mm-hmm. So, it was, like, Morrowind was the third one, I think, and then the fourth one was Oblivion, and the fifth one was Skyrim. So, in Morrowind, there's a very open crafting system where you can build your own spells and build your own magic yeah, yeah. items. And there's, like, videos of people beating Morrowind inside of, like, eight minutes or something mm-hmm. by abusing the crafting system, making a super magic jumping potion, springing, like, pew, like a thousand miles across the <laughs> landscape, landing in exactly the right spot to find the right item, and then springing across the landscape yeah, yeah. and using that item to kill the last boss. So, like... I'm sure why you am, put... Why am I talking about that? Because just, like, that's, like, another angle of open-worldedness. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm like, 90% sure that you could just take the gyrocopters and fly from story point to story point and just, like, push through that game in, like, maybe two hours. Right. Like, like just tops. Like, just, like, it'd be very, very hard because you wouldn't have, like, all the proper weapons. Well, presumably, you need to know where everything is. Well, but that's it. But, you, but the waypoints of the stories are always, like... Oh, on marked your map. out. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Like okay. where, or at least like there, there's like a, there's also kind of like this cool thing where, like, there's like three main characters that like give you kind of story missions, and I don't really know if this is a thing or not, mm-hmm. but it seems like if you take missions from them, it kind of locks out some of the others. Mm-hmm. So it's just sort of like who you want to talk with and who you want to work with, sort of like changes the path. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's kind of neat. And like I said, it just it just seems so so close to being, like. Really, really. You would have preferred more agency to the character. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And but otherwise, from a from a strictly technical like, but but again, there almost doesn't need to be like I Far Cry Two, and your you, your character I don't even think speaks in Far Cry Two. Seriously. Just, yeah, like just stuff goes on around him, and you're <laughs> and you're after this mercenary named the Jackal. Right. Like other people happen, <laughs> like and tell you and whatever. And I still played the shit out of Far Cry Two because like I really enjoy like. The, the mechanics and stuff. Sure. F- three had a lot of agency to the character. Four just like ups the amount of stuff going on. Like three, there's a lot of times where it's like, there's just not stuff happening everywhere. Hmm. There's a lot of like space in between events. And it's very much, if you don't, if you don't take a mission, it doesn't like happen around you. Like there's a lot of like, there's like traveling convoys that are just traveling around. And if you want to like intercept them, either blow them up or, like hijack them and deliver them to the rebels or like whatever. Like they're just, those things are just like happening targets of opportunity that are going on. Yeah, exactly. That are just yeah. like, hap- like you don't necessarily need to like trigger a mission to get that mission. That mission could just drive by you and you're like, Oh fuck, I could do this right now. Or like a courier who has something you can like chase him down and get him. Same thing. I mean, as I said, the, uh, the little skirmishes that are just like popping up all over the place where it's like, you'd be walking by an area, get the little, like, here's some gunshots and some of the royal army just decided to take fucking hostages in this little like fishing town. Right. It's like like just like a couple of huts and they're all there pointing their guns at these people and you're like okay, I could save them. <laughs> like I could just fuck off and just keep doing my mission. I would love to play a fantasy game exactly like that where there's shit going on, you can just you can interact with it or not interact with yeah. it and and then the world will go on regardless of what you do one way or the other and you're not like 
intrinsically tied to every single fucking event that goes on in the world, which Mm -hmm. is what virtually every of the major um, like RPGs is these days. Skyrim is like the worst offender where like literally nothing will happen whatsoever in the world unless you are there to make it happen. And like your dumb character who shows up like within a, a week or two of arriving in the land of Skyrim, he can become the leader of the, like the Mage Guild, the Fighter Guild, the Thieves Guild. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, like it's just it's so stupid and it it's so unbelievable. And at the same time, like it's such a robustly designed game, it, it like boggles my mind they would get stuff like that like, so yeah. wrong. That's like, like I love in in Far Cry Four. There's when you when you liberate a bell tower. Yeah. Um. There's. Like this scene where it's kind of like the camera kind of like zooms up and like zooms around the area showing you some points of interest. Okay. And it's like, I love those sequences because sometimes like shit's going on in those. Like those happen. Tigers attacking. Those somebody. like happen real. It like zooms in and you just see like, like people getting eaten by tigers. You're like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I wonder what's going on over there. Yeah. Or it's like you, you look and like just sometimes something has like just happened. You see like a flaming truck and a bunch of dead bodies and you're like, whoa. Yeah. Like you're like, because that happened right like, you right. know and it's just like it's super super cool sometimes where you're just you see like an explosion off in the distance or whatever you're like something happened i was not involved right and something went down that being said eagles can suck my fucking dick why because they're super dumb they attack you almost always uh-huh. and they are so like obstructive and they take off like too much damage and they just i don't think eagles should attack you all the time I have trouble imagining an eagle seriously attacking anybody for Th- real. These eagles, man, <laughs> also can pick up pigs. What? I watched it happen. I'm just like hanging down, like hitting up in the trees or whatever, and I see the eagles like, and I'm like super terrified that it's going to like, like find me because yeah. I'm like hiding in like a sniper mode with like a bow and arrow and I'm like trying to like sneak into the camp some guy and, get and the eagle's just like like goes down into a pig pen and just picks up a fucking pig and just goes like soaring off into the distance and then just drops the pig from like 100 feet and i'm like i feel like i've seen a video where an eagle flies up a, to a goat let's yeah. say like on the side of a mountain and drops the goat down the mountain to kill it and i think it goes down and like breaks i the think goat. it's possible like i think I, that's something eagles do like i've seen really like big eagles pick up pretty fucking big animals and, and like pick them up but it right. was just like it's like, what the fuck, eagle? Like, geez. So, so the eagle, as the icon of both America and Nazi Germany, right. is an animal that picks up goats and drops it off the side of a cliff to, to go and eat the goat. Yep. Some people have actually, um, like, <laughs> people who put way too much thought and effort into this, uh-huh. have imagined that the eagle, as it exists in Far Cry 4, yes. is a like parable for your character who is just this American just fucking with everything that now that he got into this country. <laughs> so the eagle is a representation of America just fucking with things right. nonstop, just like you, the American, are doing in, are doing in this country, right. just like fucking with the balance of things, even though the balance of things is shitty. Right. Anyway, yeah, so the eagles need to, like, they, I, like it's almost bad enough that it should be patched. Like, just, really? like, like, reduce eagle tax by, like... Isn't that one of the classics of, of like, elements of the Far Cry game series though is having these animals that just fuck you up out of nowhere yes absolutely and and there's like and there's plenty of that like a pack of dogs are gonna ruin your day like a rhino will kill you and everyone like in like a minute like you hear people like rhino 
and you're like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. <laughs> and you're like trying to like climb up onto rocks or something that the rhino can't get to you. Right. And like until you get a rocket launcher. I, I feel like if I was alone in the woods and a rhino charged me, I would, that is this, that is how I would play that <laughs> situation. Like, get and the it's fuck like, out, it's a rhino. It, like, I remember there was one time where I was like, I saved um, like a little village, like a hostage situation. I'm like, hooray. And then like I leave and they're like, rhino. And I was like, oh man, you guys are fucked. Yeah. And it's like the rhino just came in and killed everyone I saved. And I was like, Shit's r- rhinos on fucking patrol here. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. And, and until you get a rocket launcher, and even then, rocket launchers are like any element of stealth or whatever is destroyed because like people will like fucking swarm to a rocket launcher explosion. Right. But it's like you need a rocket gun to take well, down a rhino. How would you kill a rhino? Shoot him a lot. Well, think like, like like I thought. I thought there was like a certain caliber of weapon that would just like never harm those big. Oh, I guarantee you. Like, like like they have elephant guns. That's like the thing. You had to have like a gun that was big enough to pierce an elephant's hide. Which, for sure. Like I'm sure like yeah. some number of rifles and stuff would just be like Rhino would be like go fuck yourself. Exactly. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So like the rhinos and whatever, I don't mind them because like they're fucking rhinos. But also there's like there's like terrain and there's like ways to like avoid them. Like an yeah. eagle will fucking get you. Like unless you get into a cave, maybe. Huh. Like it's just, it's it's just and they attack constantly. I would just like to see the eagles, maybe like only attack if you're like fucking dying or something. <laughs> like I don't know. Like if you're like that would almost it would be way worse when it happened, but it would make more sense if they're like, oh, there's like a fucking limpy bloody dude running around down there. The eagle will attack it, you yeah. know, as opposed to just being like this heavily armored, healthy thing. Like why would it attack me and not like the pig over there? Right. Like. Why would it make that choice? So, in conclusion, fuck eagles. Fuck eagles. And everybody that I've fucking have read, everything that I've read about it, that is like the consensus of the game is like, what the fuck with these eagles? Like, <laughs> And also you get to ride elephants and it's amazing. That sounds pretty cool. I, you know what? I, I, I like, I've only ever seen elephants when I was at, in the Delhi Zoo and I've always wanted to try and interact with elephants in some way. Well, they're apparently like, like super smart, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're super smart. And th- they've even had those like elephants that they give like a paintbrush and a, an easel to and they'll like paint pictures of themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, like they can, they can identify themselves. And what, what is the other thing too that they can like, there's like some sort of a communication or an ancestry and stuff where it's like they can recognize elephants that they're related to yeah even though they've never met them i saw this sir david attenborough documentary about elephants who would go into a cave Mm -hmm. to um to get salt right like because they obviously they sweat they don't get a lot of salt in their diet so like finding a source of salt is a big deal for elephants and so there's this cave that is obviously pitch black because it's in a cave and they're on fire or whatever and Mm -hmm. the, the, uh, the whole elephant tribe gets together and they go one after the other in a big line where they grab like they use their trunk to grab the tail of the elephant that's ahead of them and in, once inside the cave, they have to travel for, like, seriously two or three hours in pitch blackness, yeah. navigating, like, tunnels and twists and turns and whatever of this cave to get to where the salt mine is. Essentially, yeah. they're mining salt out of this thing. And then the scientists were like, what the fuck is going on here? And they went in and they realized that the salt, many, many years ago, went all the way up to the front of this cave. And they had seriously mined out an hour's worth of walking inside the cave. And the only way that they remember the path, because it, remember, it's pitch black, is because the elephants have been going along that path their entire lives. And the mm-hmm. life of their father. And the life of their father's yeah. father. So they have like this like memorized trajectory through this salt mine. Mm-hmm. Like, That's fucking cool as hell. It is. Yeah. Elephants, man. How do they work? Why don't we have elephants here? Why don't we have... Why did mammoths go away? Why don't we have Canadian elephants? Well, we ate them all. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I would love Canadian elephants. They'd be the best. Like, imagine if you just, like, went up, like, to the cottage or whatever, and you're like, oh, mammoth. And you'd be like... <laughs> and just, like, 
Just like trundle around up north, and you'd be like, "Yeah." I'd be terrified of us, like bears. Like, yeah, but I mean, but like, it'd still be cool if you saw one. That would totally be cool. <laughs> like, they would probably be super scared of us, or like moose. Yeah. Yeah, I'd see them as like bigger moose because like right. I've seen moose they're very far away, and you're sure. just sort of like, "There he is," and they're like, "They're." Moose exist in, like, such a weird spot. I don't even understand where they exist on the fucking... In the ecosystem. What do you mean? Like, what do they have, like, next to no natural predators? And they just, like, chill? I don't think anything could take them down. Like, maybe, like, if if the moose was, like, sick... And injured, and there was a pack of wolves. Yeah, maybe, but even then, I doubt that they. But would. that's what I'm saying. I, I yeah. don't really like. I, as a result, I think they're way more chill than like deer and Except stuff. Except there's, there's nothing chill about moose. They get like pissed off and they rampage all around. Oh, and yeah, 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 like crazy things. <laughs> I, I I met a moose one time. This is and I this was like and they have terrifying. a hu- they need a huge area too, right? Like yeah. they're like they're monstrously territorial, and it's like and then you have like. Big, like, bear-sized areas where they're like, this is where the moose is. Yeah. I don't know if that's, like, true, but that's what I understand. I'm not not sure. I know there's a moose up near my cottage, and he, like, stomps all over the place, but I don't know what he would, like, defend his territory or, like, fight anything that came into it. I don't Mm. know. (laughs) I But, like, I was was canoeing way, way, way in the north, and then I went... So, like, our whole, like, canoe group went past this, like, swampy area, Mm -hmm. and then we found a campsite, and the campsite was just covered in mosquitoes, and I was, like, so pissed off about the mosquitoes, I wanted to go paddling to get on the water to get away from the mosquitoes, Mm -hmm. and um, I, like, went back into the swampy area, because I wasn't really thinking too hard about it, and... I was, like, right up on the bank and, like, just above, like, so the bank was really, really steep and it was covered in woods and whatever, and then I heard something, like, slamming around inside of there, and I looked up, and it was essentially, I was looking straight up, and then, like, it felt like a million feet above me was this gigantic nose poking out of the side of the riverbank, Mm -hmm. and the moose was, like, seriously fucking on top of me, and Mm -hmm. it was, like, ten feet higher than me, and it it must have felt different, but, like, or, or, like... The fact that it was, first off, standing on a steep bank made it higher. And then I was also sitting in a boat, which was lower than the ground. You know, so I could, like, exacerbated the height differential. But I I thought that thing was going to jump on me and murder me. It was horrible. I used to saw saw one, there used to be one up near my parents' cottage. And we'd see it, like, always on, like, a far coast or whatever. It would never come anywhere near where actual cottages were. I just remember, like, swimming. And you would see its, like, horn span. Yeah. Like, its head, which looks pretty big. And then this, like, massive horn span that's like sticking out the antlers and you're like jesus fucking christ it's like huge. six feet across or yeah. whatever and you're like what the shit is that and he's like then you see it just come out of the water and it just like keeps getting bigger and bigger as this thing comes and you're like fuck man that would kill and me. they're so dopey looking with yeah, their like dumb nose and <laughs> like nope, nope, gangly legs up. slamming all over but how quickly it would like bust you up if it just like smacked you around like yep. you'd just be like Dead. You know how much damage you do to it? None yeah, at exactly. all. Exactly. It's a cow yeah. on stilts. <laughs> like it's, yeah. It's a great big cow on stilts with like a six foot battering ram thing yeah. on its head. Which is so weird. Mm-hmm. Antlers, man. How do they work? <laughs> <laughs> I just think about it, you're like, my protection is smashing this stuff that grows out of my head. We really missed like an evolutionary in, like opportunity there to have humans that would we like so many like, every year you would just grow a new rack of antlers and then like, you yeah. like slam into other dudes <laughs> with those antlers i feel like we'd probably kill each other a lot with them i don't know man like It'd every like fist, every fist pit. fight would involve impaling someone on an antler <laughs> like that's how every fist fight ever would go down think, think though like teens in a mosh pit ramming into each other with their antlers showing off it would be, be hilarious would be very dead very quickly so <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like we, I've, I've often thought about that. Like, just how much of an edge, like, our brains and our opposable thumbs are uh-huh. in the fact that we, like, evolved 
no other means of like defenses. Like, yeah. like nature did some crazy shit to some animals, like <laughs> like antlers and stuff. And we're yeah. just sort of like, nope. We would like to lose most of our hair, please. And that no, is all. No, <laughs> like, it's so we can run around like for long distances, right? There's no animal that can compete with humans in terms of distance running. Period. None. I guess now. Or, but, like, at the time... No, isn't that how they would hunt them down in, in the wilds of Africa? How, how, like, a bunch of humans with basically no weaponry Because they could track. Them? But that's it. But, again, but they didn't have the brain to track because they wouldn't... In a sprint, every animal on the planet can fucking beat yeah, us. Yeah, no, 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 but it's distance, right? Like, it would take, like, ten guys and they could chase down, a, like, it doesn't matter what it is. The, all of those animals don't have the heat release capabilities that we do yeah. and don't have the distance running. But that's what I'm saying. But if you don't have that coupled with a brain oh, yeah, for tracking, you're fucked. Yeah. You're, fucked. Yeah. you're just like, oh, well... Like, yeah, I guess it maybe, like, in, in improved our chances, but it was, right. like, it's the tracking that got us to that ability, I think, like, to be, like, okay, I can actually follow a thing that I can't see. Right. Which, I mean, I guess a lot of well, animals, animals can do, too. totally capable of doing that. Yeah, it's so fucking weird. It's so weird. I don't know what's weird about that. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that, like, again, fucking wings, uh-huh. antlers, razor sharp anythings, like, quills, scales. <laughs> All sorts no, of no, shit. No. no, no, no. It's like electrical sensory fields that the platypuses have. Yeah. Right? You're like, what? what? The fuck? Yeah. Well, fucking eels. You can just shoot out electricity and, like, and electrify my enemies. Right. Nope. I'm going to punch you with my shitty bones. What's the kind of eel that like twists itself into a knot and is covered in a, like, a huge film of mucus? And then it like runs itself through its own knot really quick and then shoots off a spray of the mucus that was all over its skin. Exactly. Yeah. Just think about things other than things that animals can do. <laughs> we can do none of them. There's nothing... I mean, like, other than the most extraordinary mind of all animals, there's nothing extraordinary about us from a physical sense. Right, like, right. Which is just so shitty. I could really do with some wings. <laughs> like, even if... It, even, like, my bones are shitty anyway. Why couldn't they be hollow and I could be winged? Right. Like, on, a, on an evolutionary animal standpoint... We have crap bones. Well, give it 100 years or something, and we'll have genetic engineering down to being like getting a haircut. You go into a mall, you go over to the like the like booth Gattaca. or whatever, and then, no, but like way advanced past Gattaca. And you like sit down and you're like, yeah, I would like wings today, please. And then they would just like. You think? You think we'd maybe be able not to do 100 that? years, but maybe like two or 300 years. That's totally possible. I don't know. Like, I feel that like modifying our code to make us better humans yeah. and then modifying our code to like. Add new things are very, very different genetic. I, I, I don't think so, man. It's the exact same code. Hmm. The same code that makes an eye in you is the same code that makes an eye in a fly, right? Like, it's the... Yeah, but, like, but think about, like, just, like, wings. Like, the, our, the rest of our body structure doesn't, like, support it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd have to have, like, crazy modifications to your shoulders and whatever to make it, to make it go. But I see that as being flat. totally possible. Maybe cosmetic. Like, I, I doubt you would be able to make wings strong enough to fly with. I think it'd just be really big. Even if they were big. I think there's like <laughs> there's like a point where like the weight to size ratio just gets too fucked up. Like humans are ne- will never be able to because we'll always weigh too much. But You think? Yeah, oh, yeah, man. Like sure. a condor's got to weigh like 100-something pounds without no. wings. How much does a condor Bir- weigh? Birds weigh so fucking little. It, what? It is a concord, right? Condor, which is like the biggest bird? It's, no, it's an albatross. Albatross. Okay. Caca. Check this out. You're going to look up albatross wings. How much does an albatross weigh? <laughs> Bloop. How much does an albatross weigh? Let's see. Yeah, no, not at all. That's like, they have a wingspan of 11 feet, and they 
counting those wings, yeah, only weigh about twenty five pounds. Seriously? Yeah, that's even lighter than I was expecting. Yeah, exactly. They yeah. were like they're among the largest flying birds, weighing up to ten kilograms, twenty five pounds, with right. an eleven foot wingspan. Right. So it's like think about the wingspan that'd be needed to just like carry around like 170 well, 180 the, the, pounds. it would not be possible it was it was um i think it was pteranodons or something that i was reading about where they calculated out like the maximum possible um maximum possible weight with the max like at a point the wingspan the more you add to the wingspan you're adding too much you, to the you're weight. adding too much to the weight so it stops being possible and like the, there's a, there's this pteranodon species that was at like that that theoretical maximum flying size mm-hmm. yeah so unless we had like some sort of a propulsion system. So if we had like those unless wings, unless it had pteranodon jets. Yeah. No, I'm saying for us. Right. So if we had like a big wingspan and jets. Yes. Like, but see, then that's also possible. Give it, give it enough time. We'll well, have we already the... have like pretty close to jetpacks, right? Exactly. Like, like... You just add in genetically engineered like flesh wings. That would that, that would be like so much better than the current jetpack situation, right? Because it's like a fuel problem. So right. you just have you could do like quick bursts and then glide a lot. Yeah. Could like help save your fuel fuel problem. You know what I mean? Anyway, I'm sad I do not live in a world where I can have, like, bat wings added to my body. Well, you could... There's wingsuits. I know, but it's not the same. <laughs> and it's terrifying. not, like, my own skin flaps enable, <laughs> enabling flight. Whoosh! I pick, I pick bat wings because I... Or, or like, um... Not that. Like, a, like what do you call them? The sugar gliders or, like, like flying squirrels that mm-hmm. have, like... Uh, what's the word? Patagia? Yeah. Right? Because then you'd have to be naked to fly. And so your patagia could possibly, like, properly expand yes. out. And I think there's nothing more funny to me than the idea of, of my bits flapping in the wind as I patagia yeah. glide off of it. John! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> flap, 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 flap. Gross. I think you don't think you'd wear, like, a weird little unitard for, for modesty? Like. Oh. Like, no, dude. Like, like, a, r- like a wrestling singlet? <laughs> Probably in the real world, yes, I would have to do that. But I still think it's amazing to imagine little bits flapping. As well, they... Certainly when you head up north, you'd be like, naked oh, yeah. flying. Yeah. And just fly around It'd naked. It'd be awful cold, though. Whatever, man. What can you do? Yeah. Um, so, I re- we really don't have anything news related. We're kind of... We've almost packed up an hour. This uh-huh. is at like, we're at like 45 minutes. That's, that's pretty epic. I feel pretty good about this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you have a, like, okay, I guess we could just talk, I wanted to ask you about, like, is there anything you wanted for Christmas? I know you don't really do that much Christmas, but do you have any, like, desires? What do you mean, desires? Like, are you like, man, I hope someone gets me this thing? Not really. It's like, sort of, maybe, like, I'm not, like, when you're 10, yeah, that's, like, an exciting thing. And I'm what always was, what was the talking thing about you wanted? the childhood experience, I know you never had that. No, no, what did, what did, what was the thing you wanted the most that you didn't get? <laughs> a Game Boy. A Game Boy? There was a year where I was like, I was like dying for a Game Boy. My parents were just like way too poor to afford a Game Boy because it was like a hundred bucks or hundred and ten bucks at one yeah, point. Yeah. Like it was a big deal. And um, and then I had I had like childhood friends who had Game Boys and they had all the coolest freaking games on them. Like there was a point where before the Super Nintendo was really like around, mm-hmm. where the Game Boy was around and it had like. It had the new Metroid game. It had the the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, which was terrible, but whatever. It had it. It had a Castlevania mm-hmm. title. It had all the good shit on it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I never. Game got Boys, it. man. Like Game Boys were. I remember getting a Game Boy pretty early. The gray brick. Yeah, game yeah, Boy yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> like, where did it come out? It came out eighty-seven. I think that early. It came out really early. Maybe eighty-nine. Yeah. I remember getting it very, very young, and it was just like, I could play video games fucking anywhere. Did you have the Metroid? Return of Samus on it? Mm, I don't think so. Do you remember the advertisements on yes. TV? Yeah, like, yeah. And it was like super intense. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then they cut to the weird green thing. Yeah. I also, like, it was so fucking weird. Like, you're, you just didn't give a fuck that it was, like, green on yellow. Like, I just remember never caring th- about that as an issue. Not a tiny little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You were just like, okay, this is just how you make a handheld thing. Yeah. It's just like, I, I think maybe it was because we had at least some, like, range of experience with those shitty little handhelds. The ones, like, that were just, like... Oh, like, yeah. like watch screens, yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like like flickered. Like what a was thing? the name of the company that made those? Was it Konami? Because I know I know there was like a couple of, of like Konami brands of those. Where Bandai like, made some, yeah, Bandai, and then yeah. and then they had it was they, they'd always have like IP properties that were clearly from like much bigger things, yeah. and then there would only be like four positions for your character or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I think because like we had like we had that as a basis for what handheld <laughs> gaming was, so it yeah. was like we're like whatever. Green and yellow is pretty much the same as black and white. Like, it, it, but and like there's the, animations. The Game Boy had like a million times better graphics than... Oh, than, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. It was just... But it never struck me as like odd yeah. that they had fucking like shitty... I remember getting it and being like so fucking excited and just yeah. like playing it right away in the card and like just only having Tetris. <laughs> and you're just like, whatever, I'm just going to beat the shit out of Tetris. Yeah. Like, and then fucking the first time you linked up your Game Boy... Oh, when you yeah, had with like, a little cable. Yeah, with a little cable, and then you could play. Did you get the Mario Texas? game on there that was like clearly not a Mario game that they just like reskinned Mario into? Oh, the first Mario. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where you have super balls instead of fireballs, and you rescue Princess Daisy, yeah. and the bad guy is like a weird alien. Yeah, and you have like sequences where you're in a spaceship. Yep, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Correct. Yep. Mario Two, on the other hand, is really fucking good. Mario Two on the Game Boy, Super Mario World Two, or whatever yeah. the fuck they call it. Mario Land? No, Mario Land. That's the Game you Boy sure series. sure it wasn't Wario? There was a Wario That was three. Land. That was Mario Land 3, yeah. Wario. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mario 2, it was you had a little bunny suit, and you fought a big toad guy or whatever. But it was like very clearly a Mario game. I like, feel like maybe I never played that game. It's fantastic. It's huh. like kind of like, imagine like a stripped down Mario 3, let's say. Or it's yeah. kind of like a middle point between Mario 3 and Super Mario World. Huh. Like, you still have, you have, like, a top-down map, and you, like, move around the map and stuff, right. and you, the levels are very, like, different, like, you go, like, different worlds. Sure, different sure, zones sure, they're, or whatever. Like themed, yeah. Yeah, and, no, Wario is the main bad guy from that one, that's yeah. it. Wario is the main bad guy from 2, then you kick the shit out of Wario, and then... Oh, there's a moon area, too, right? There's yeah. Like a, yeah, okay, maybe I did, I, I'm sure I played yeah, this Yeah, like, you rock I didn't up like it that much. Uh, it was very fun. Yeah. And then you Wario, and then Wario was, like, a whole other thing. Like, playing a whole game as Wario, where it's like... What is going on here? Yeah, exactly, and but... topsy-turvy. Yeah, but also, he's just like... You also feel like so much more of a badass, because you're like, it's essentially a Mario game, but you have Wario powers. Like, yeah. you have like a charge, just like a body check, and you're like, boom! And you just like body check, like, not Goombas, but like... Yeah, whatever it Goomba-esque was. dudes that just yeah. go fucking flying off the screen, and you're like, man, Mario would never pull off a body check. What about you? Did you have like... You, like, Christmas came around, your friends were all getting presents, and you were like... Just crying, crying, know. or whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Kids. Okay, do. I always remember. Okay, so I would always get uh, like performance-based report card presents. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and of like, and we would also always get presents at my parents' anniversaries. And like, a report card comes out around Christmas. Sure. So if I had a good report card, I would typically get a pretty solid present in that area. Okay. Of Christmas time. So, like, my parents were very, like, aware. And, I mean, like, that's the same thing as being, like, good. <laughs> like, in the way of, like, like naughty and nice works, right? Yeah, I but guess. I don't think and I don't think there's any parent ever that has not given their kids presents because they were naughty that year. Like, that... that yeah, exactly. That's I not really how that works. I guess, I guess maybe it works out that, like, 
I was smart and I never really had bad grades. Uh-huh. So <laughs> it was like I never experienced like I don't think there was ever a time where my grades were bad enough that I wouldn't get presents. Like huh. like I remember the report card it was always be ones and twos on a score of one to four. Right. Usually twos in phys ed. Ones and everything else, and maybe twos in French. I always remember my family, my my mom, put like the most emphasis on like English and math. If right. it was all ones, English and math, the rest of the report card right, could like okay. almost be a wash. Like, <laughs> it was just sort of like whatever. You're doing good in English and math; those matter. So you get presents like that, yeah. Huh. And it was always kind of like, and I always felt like a little badass because I would typically get those presents. Like the report card would come out the last day before holidays. Mm-hmm. So I'd get the report cards like beginning of holidays, whereas everybody at Christmas had to wait like a week into holidays. So I already like got my shit. I got my shit on like December 17th. You didn't have Jewish friends who would get like seven days of presents at the start of December and yeah, totally their kick the shit out of Their presents never seemed that great. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't have maybe wealthy Maybe your Jews were not wealthy enough. Mine were. Holy moly. They all got good shit. <laughs> and I'd have one day of like medium shit. <laughs> yeah, just crying. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, no, that was always my. I think my parents did like a very good job of not, of like, filling up like holiday time with like non-holiday stuff. Right. We would very often go skiing on the twenty fifth because the ski hills are basically empty but often open. That's a pretty good deal. Yeah. yeah. So that was like a super fun. Like we're like yay. It was same thing too with like for Halloween we would often go bowling. Wait, like, they never took you trick or treating? No, obviously not. I don't know why you'd say obviously. Like, well, at a certain point, you're like 13. You wouldn't go with your friends like no. everybody else is going. No, because it became like a family thing. We'd go bowling and order pizza. Huh. <laughs> like, and that's what you just did on Halloween. Wait. I mean, like, and Halloween is, like, of all the holidays, like, Halloween is absolutely, like, if you're going to just, like, split them up into pagan holidays. Right. Halloween is, like, fucking front runner for hardcore pagan holiday, right? Like, I guess. Like, if you're going to... If you're going to be, like, taking the religious definition of all Bringing of Bringing a tree into your home and decorating it with lights and other, like, ornaments, that's pretty freaking yeah, pagan. Yeah, but that's a Christian appropriation of a pagan tradition. Right. Right? Whereas Halloween, there's nothing... There's no Christian fucking... That's not even masquerading. Isn't it All Saints Day the day after? Or whatever. The day after. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're right. I'm reaching on that one. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's yeah. literally you're just celebrating the spirits rising and fucking all that shit. Right. That's what Halloween's all about, and it's Samhain and all that shit. Right. There's nothing. I don't know why Christianity never tried to appropriate it. Like, yeah, they, they really did. missed on an opportunity there. Like, right, they, I mean, no, they didn't really do summer either. It's so, like winter winter solstice. They Christmas. Were like, baby Jesus. Spring solstice is Jesus. Jesus Easter. Resurrection, yeah. Yeah, exactly. In the summertime, they're just like, whatever. Fourth of July. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I believe many Americans believe is a Christian holiday. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, they never took, uh, I mean, they threw, St. Valentine's Day was also a different, has has roots in not Christian. Does it? Yeah. I can't remember the exact things. It's like a Roman holiday originally. Huh. Cool. Yeah, yeah, like, that was one of the, one of the most early, like, appropriations was it was, like, something Roman, and when Romans took Christianity, they were like, now it's Christian. Right. <laughs> and they're just like, done! Yeah. Huh. So yeah, I'm surprised they never took Halloween and, like, tried to make it a thing. Make it like the super pious day or whatever to be like, where you ward against like the spirits of loved ones. And or Satan something. runs around, and you have some sort of like family activity to ward Satan away for the coming year. Like it's that's right up there. It seems pretty <laughs> easy. I know it's like come on, Christianity. It writes itself. Yeah, exactly. Come on, Christians, get your shit together. Yeah, exactly. Like you stay in and have like this pious dinner or yeah. whatever, and it's like 
You'd have to you'd have to have some sort of a party to like get the pagans on. Yeah, board. like the Jews have tons of stay in and have pious dinner activities that are like the particular foods are mandated by yeah, the exactly. thing. Like I don't know why Christians never got on board that train. Fools. Okay. Do we talk about the the like next episode because we're gonna do like a year? Yeah, we are. But also, okay, here is where if it works out. Uh-huh. So where are we at? So if this works out, yeah. we're gonna cut to Scott. Oh yeah. Scott wanted to like record like a little bit. We're gonna maybe try this. So either this episode is going to end, not end, is going to have a break, and Scott's going to talk, or it won't. Right. So I'm going to pretend, as of right now, that Scott's about to talk. Here's Scott. Scott. Okay, so that was maybe Scott. (laughs) Oh, Scott. (laughs) Man, what a crazy lad. Yeah, and if he didn't talk, then I apologize for that moment of silence. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> One of those things happened. Uh-huh. Okay, so yeah, so I guess we could just wrap this up and yeah. uh, head towards the next next episode. Yeah, January eighth episode. Okay, is going to be very special. Is it? It's going to be our 2014 year in review, where we talk about all of the things that made us happy. Really? I suppose. I don't I, know. Was I happy in 2014? You tell me, buddy. Yeah, I guess we'll find <laughs> out. I guess we'll find out. We're going to talk about our favorite movies, favorite music, favorite shows we went to. Video games, that shit. TV shows, yeah. video games. I guess also, like, if we have, like, cool stories that we want to share, mm-hmm. like, if something cool happened to us on a personal level, like, both newsworthy stories or maybe even personal stories, if we want to share. Right. We could do that. It could be a very, uh, we're going to kick the year off. Get a little self-indulgent. <laughs> Yeah, but also... Not that this whole podcast is not the, the excess of self-indulgence, but okay. Listen to our conversations that you can't be a part of. Right. Anyway, yeah. So that's what 2014 year interview. Do you have any do you have any exciting things that you want? Do you want to like a soupçon? That you want soupçon? That you want to share? Like, do you, are you going to be like, do you have a category that you don't think anybody is going to be able to contribute to? Are you like, I became platinum in League of Legends. Oh, that is your personal victory? Is that the highest <laughs> rank you've ever made? Uh, yes, I'm currently at the highest rank I've ever made. I'm plat four in my challenging series to go plat three. Oh, man. It's a pretty big deal. And then after plat, I would be diamond. And then after diamond, you would be challenger. And then after or no, master. And then after master, it would be challenger. And then you could play with the professionals. That's pretty exciting, dude. It is not. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you, like are you ever like you're like I'm the best at this thing of no consequence. <laughs> Or not? You're not, and you're not thing, even. I'm not you're even, not even close to the best. Not even close to the best. Like, but that puts you still in like top, like what five percent of players or something. Like top, like two percent of players at the point that I'm at. But like they say, the guys who are at the top say the difference between like, like so so like bronze is like fifty percent of all players are bronze, yeah. right? And so the difference between like bronze and and high platinum, which would be which would encompass you know like if you if like half of the players in the world are bronze and then half. Or like forty, the other forty-eight percent, right? Or would, silver would whatever. be silver, gold, and platinum, right? Mm-hmm. Or like midway through platinum goes up to like the top two percent, and so like the difference between bronze and the platinum level that I am at, there is a bigger difference between where I am at and where the like top diamond players are. Yeah. So like to squeeze from from where I'm at in two percent down into like the point zero one percent is like. A, another colossal increase in difficulty. Yeah, yeah. And then there's another exact same difference in skill level between the guys who are in the top 0.1% and the guys who are in the top 0.001% yeah, yeah. to get up to the professional level but that, players. But like, that's, that's at pretty much everything. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah, I mean, like, like, if you like look, like everybody who plays hockey will not make it into the AHL, which is like the league below the NHL. Right. Like everybody will not make it there. Yeah. And then the people that do make it there... 
maybe like one person from each AHL team is actually NHL caliber per right. year kind of thing. And like, then even in the NHL, there'll be a difference between yeah, between the top and, and bottom. then you're like, you're, just because you made the NHL, you're on the fourth line. Right. So then to imagine to become a first line player in the NHL, they're like, you could you could make an argument that there are not three players on every team that make a real first line on every team. Right. So it means there's like 90 guys, and I don't even think there are 90 guys who are real top line players all the time. Right. In the NHL. Well, okay, now imagine if there were, like, seriously 40 million players of hockey, which there are not. No. Not anywhere close. And there are seriously 40 million players of League mm-hmm. of Legends, right? And 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 then, like, the entry level to get into the NHL requires, like, equipment and whatever and time to go out and practice it, whereas you could go and play that game right now and mm-hmm. it would take you 45 minutes to punch through a match, which yeah. would be super fun. And, uh, man, League well, is such a good game. I mean, I don't know. You could play a pickup game of hockey to kind of, like, figure out if you're good at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, there, <laughs> but there's an entry requirement yeah, yeah, still yeah, sure. in terms of time and whatever. And, I mean, it absolutely should, like, the other thing that I would think of when you were talking about all those people and the comparison, it's, like, the same thing with, like, like well, I mean, hockey, obviously, but mm-hmm. I think, like, any any online game where it's like you can play it online and then they're like, and the people that play it at competitions are like at next level. Absolutely. Like you're like, oh, I'm pretty good at Street Fighter. No, you are no, not. You're, no, yeah. you are not. Yeah. You are not good at Street Fighter. It was like Andrew is one of the best people at Street Fighter that I know. Yeah. And like can pretty much routinely beat anybody else I know. All of us. Yes. And yeah. then he was like, I played at PAX and I was like, I am not a Street Fighter player. Yeah. Like just kind of like, and that's just people at PAX. Like that's not competition level players that's yeah. just like there are fucking... have you watched top level oh, yeah, street fighter matches like there was a while when i was following esports mm-hmm. that were not league of legends and and i watched a couple of like tournaments live yeah. which were super freaking fun oh, yeah they're insane the... yeah and, and uh, they're almost more watchable than a lot of other esports because you can just like it's just two guys fighting you can yeah exactly you can and, like you, you can kind of understand what like if something happens that looks really complicated it probably was insanely complicated yeah like some of the counters and whatever like might not be as evident like i mean like i don't like watching like blaze blue i've watched some of the blaze blue tournaments and yeah. stuff and you're like there are moments where i'll be like, oh shit and it doesn't look like nothing right but yeah 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 <laughs> Which, I mean, I'm sure it's just all of League of Legends. Like, we watched a little bit together, and you see people who are like, ah! Like, the announcers are tripping out, and it's like, okay, the guy's going blue and is running. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That, what I'm watching right now is a big beefity dude glowing and running. And I guess he killed some guys or something. And yeah. now everybody's freaking out. Yeah. Okay. All right, that was the 9 to 5 Christmas special. It sure was. <laughs> It's special. It yes. was, it was special in a sense. In every way possible. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you in 2015 for our look back at 2014. Great. Yay. Merry Look, if you're a fan of the show and uh, the site in general, uh, please take the time to like us on Facebook. We are number 9to5dotcc, 9to5.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number 9to5cc. 
on Twitter. So, uh, and also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in 9to5 Illustrated every Wednesday. A new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a 90s or a Go Plug Yourselves. And on Fridays, we have Fine Arts with either Sophie and Scott. And, uh, you know, maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point, too. You can only hope. All right, thanks. 9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.